and welcome to See and Lee Talk Cold Cases. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Christina. Wow, it's been almost two years, hey? Just a little bit. Yeah, almost, like exactly, I think we've discovered. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's been a while and it's been, a, we're two years older and wiser, maybe? maybe. Our computers obviously aren't. Our, our computers, we are. Well, we are, but, you know, it took <laughs> almost an hour to get the computers set up, so... <laughs> Right, right. Oh. So, yeah. Um, what's uh, what are we gonna talk about? What about housekeeping? It's been a while. It's a little dusty in here. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, I'm working on getting our, at least our Instagram and our Twitter back up running. Perfect. Um, I know we've made a few posts sporadically yeah over yeah. the past couple years um gotta clean up the facebook page a little bit but as always it's gonna be uh nothing's changed username wise so it's still ac cold case talk yeah on twitter and instagram i think it's the same on facebook i'll have to double check that i think um, it is too <laughs> yeah i think i set it up to so it would it would match but you know how facebook is weird yes <laughs> Um, so <coughs> we're making a couple changes also to the show in general. Yeah. So instead of alternating cases each week, we're going to do two cases in an episode and we'll do an episode every other week instead. So it's a little bit uh, more spread out schedule, but you're getting two cases instead of just the one. Yeah, exactly. So, cause you know, life. Yeah. <laughs> life. <laughs> okay. So, well, let's get into let's it. Get Where in. are we headed today? Today we are going to talk about the disappearance of Kimberly Ann Crookshank. I found a bunch of information. Um, I'll list them on the show notes after, but they're generally, you know, um, police, Regina Police Service website and some Reddits, of course, and, and some uh, other sites I had come across. So those will... Uh, those will be in the show notes because uh, there wasn't much about her disappearance, but there was some solid information on Reddit that happened to her, uh, which I'll get into. But, you know. Okay. <clears throat> so, oops. Mm, excuse me. So Kim's mom, Brenda, will never forget the day her daughter went missing. On the afternoon of Friday, March 22nd, 2013, Brenda and Kim had a long and warm conversation on Skype. And she said, I love you, mommy. I'll talk to you later, Brenda recalled. We blew kisses and that was it. She was gone. The next morning, Kim didn't call her sister Kristen as expected, and she immediately felt like something was wrong. She contacted Kim's boyfriend and anyone else she could think of, but no one knew where Kim was. When the police entered Kim's home, they found her computers were gone and her dogs were locked in a room without food or water. Kristen, who is her sister, said those dogs were attached at her hip. They don't, she doesn't leave those dogs. If they are not with her, they are being babysat. Those dogs are never left alone. We knew something was wrong, very wrong. Sergeant Shane Riddell, the lead investigator on Clayton Eichler's case, I don't care to correct myself on that, said it would be negligent for police not to explore the possibility that he may have some involvement in Kim's disappearance. 
Then she said things took an even more troubling turn at the end of December 2013. Kristen said she got a phone call from the Regina, from a Regina police officer. She said, heads up, we're making an arrest. It's not for your sister's case. It's for another girl. Police told her that they were arresting Eichler for the murder of Kelly Goforth. I literally just dropped my tears and started crying, Kristen said. Kristen's mother, Brenda, said she got a call too. It just kind of hit me like a rock. I sort of went numb and cried. They called me to let me know because they knew it was going to be in the paper and media, and so they were giving us a kind of heads up on that development, Brenda said. The women said police also called when the second murder charge was laid in 2014 and when the aggravated sexual assault charge was laid the following December. I want to believe that something crazy has happened and she's still alive, but I know with every ounce of my being that she is not here anymore. That was her mom saying that. They both said police have told them they suspect Eichler played a role in Kim's death. Police confirmed that they phoned the women to update them on the status of the investigation. And while they confirmed they're investigating the possible connection between Eichler and Kim's disappearance, they won't call him a suspect, which I think is kind of. But, you know, they got to go with all the leads. Right, right. Kristen said when they first learned that Eichler had been arrested for murder, she immediately started to question whether or not he was involved in her sister's disappearance. Kim's family was losing hope. Kim Kirk... Crookshank went missing March 13th. Police and family confirmed she knew accused murderer Clayton Eichler. I guess I had the pronunciation, but again, I don't really care to correct myself. Uh, Kristen said the 27-year-old woman was friends with him, and he would often call and try and spend time with her. The last few days before Kim went missing... Clay was messaging her. Clay was hounding her to hang out. And at first she was just ignoring him. Kristen said she doesn't hear much from the police these days. Neither does her mom. Brenda said she has just about lost all hope that her daughter will ever be found alive. Now she just wants some sort of news. It certainly, I think, would make a huge difference moving forward if we had a body to bury, Brenda said. But it doesn't look like that's going to happen. So that's a really hard Thing to live with really hard a mother of a murdered woman offers the family sympathies the mother of kelly goforth said she knows the pain the Crookshanks are going through maxine goforth's daughter was killed in 2013 and eichler eichler has been charged with her first degree murder and i don't even know what events led up to her being murdered said goforth Maxine Goforth, the mother of Kelly Goforth, has, says the Crookshanks have been in touch with her since they learned about the murder charges against Clayton. They extended their hand to us, and we don't even know them. That woman must have a heart of gold, Goforth said. They have contacted us themselves to send condolences, and they are praying. And every time there is a court date, they contact my daughter and I. Really appreciate that because they're waiting, too, I imagine. And like the Crookshanks, Goforth is contacted by police when new charges are laid against Eichler. 
She received a phone call in December 2014, shortly before police charged Eichler with aggravated sexual assault against a First Nations woman in Regina. I cried and cried that morning when they phoned me and told me, Goforth said. Goforth said she is frustrated by the slow pace of the justice system, but she only has praise for the police. I cannot blame the police, and I will not, because I do know they have been so good to us. I can't say anything bad about them, and I will not. I realize they have to do their job, and it takes time. Goforth said she and all other families are condemned to wait and hope for justice. There is nothing that will make it easier. Nothing. Just that the common denominator with all the moms that lost their babies, Goforth said. Same pain, different circumstances, still angry. You're always empty. I could never imagine losing my baby. So, on to some theories. You got any any inputs yet? Um. So, this uh, Clayton I- Eichler... I- uh, uh, I, I'm assuming he's some, he's like a serial killer that they've caught or they are suggesting that he is one of the first serial killers in Regina. Okay. So I kind of go into this a little more in the theories. Um, like I said, I went on Reddit and there was some, <clears throat> excuse me, pretty crazy wild things where I didn't touch into cause I thought, but there was some pretty solid things like that we said, you know, he is the first, potentially the first serial killer of Regina and that possibly, and according to some hearsay, the body of Kimberly, as well as Rochelle Lee Bear's body may have been disposed in gra- brown garbage dumpsters. So they're the smaller ones, which is terrifying because they're not that big and are now in the city landfill, never to be found. And if he knows anything, he's not talking. Eichler, 33, has been charged with the first-degree murders of two First Nations women and the violent sexual assault of another. On December 31st, 2013, he was arrested at his North Regina home, charged with killing Kelly Goforth, 21 years old. Her body was found in a dumpster a few months earlier. Then on May 9th, 2014, he was charged with killing 23-year-old Rochelle Bear. She was last seen August 24th, 2013. Police also allege he had... Um, he did stuff with her dead body. Which Ugh, what a dirt bag. really... Yeah. And then on December 18th, 2014, he was charged with the aggravated sexual assault of yet another First Nations woman. Eichler allegedly choked her with duct tape and a garden hose in 2012. When he was charged with the first degree murders, police said if convicted, he would be the first serial serial killer in Regina's history. He has since been sentenced to life with life in prison with no chance of parole for 20 years for the death of Kelly Goforth and Rochelle Lee Bear, but no charges in relation to Kim's disappearance. So another theory is that she was involved with the Hell's Angel biker gang and people have been questioning that that might be another possibility for her disappearance, but that one was kind of 
one of those ones, the um, Eichler theory is pretty much the strongest one yeah. in that. But with him not talking, we're, we're not going to get answers. We're not going right. to find Kim. And I just wish someone, someone would get him to talk. So a little information, just if heaven, if she was alive, um, it's kind of dim, but Kimberly at the time of the disappearance was 27 years old. She had brown and red, medium length, straight shaved hair that was shaved around the sides and the back. She had brown eyes. A tattoo of the name Crookshank with flowers on the right side of her rib cage or abdomen. She was a medium build. Kimberly was a known drug user, but she was working on sobering up. She has a pierce, piercing below her left lip, as well as multiple ear piercings. Three on her right ear, one on her left ear. A left nostril piercing, a piercing on the right side of her bottom lip. So if anybody has any information on the disappearance of Kimberly Ann Crookshank, um, I'll give you the names of some of the agencies you can contact, but we'll put the phone numbers in the show notes. So we have the Regina Police Service Cold Case Unit, of course, Crime Stoppers, and you can email them or call them if you have any information. Yeah, so, okay, um, you did mention that she was a known... Uh, drug user? So yes, she was. Has has there been anything like maybe there was a deal gone wrong or she owed someone money? I'm assuming if you didn't mention it, it's probably not something that was very solid. Yeah, I personally... Yeah, I didn't, yeah, I I didn't was, find anything on that. I know people who know her and, mm -hmm. uh, of course, I didn't want to press them for information. But the people that I know that, you know, knew her, associated with her, said she was a good person. She had her devils yeah. and demons. We all do. Yeah, we all do. Yeah, we all have our own issues and stuff. But she was, from what I was told, is that she was a kind, loving, caring girl. And she loved her friends. She loved her family. She adored her dogs. You know. Yeah. She wasn't this hardened monster. Yeah. So... So I, I, I like to say, you know, yeah, she, if she did have a drug problem, but it seemed like she was working to get herself clean, that I don't think that it was a problem. I think she was past that and she was working to get herself on the right and right. And I think that Clayton probably tried to pursue her. Like I said, this is just yeah. my kind of musings is that. He tried to pursue her. She she said no. And she's probably yeah, unfortunately gone. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm thinking too. I just worry though when you do have these, you know, addictions and everything. You you never know. You could hook up with the wrong people. Yeah, that's my biggest worry. Um, but the way it sounds is like this guy definitely has something to do with it. Oh. A hundred, a hundred percent. He's, he's got to do something. And I just, like I said before, I just wish that someone would get it out of him. Like, yeah, he's got to be, have a really big ego on him to not talk. 
to be like, well, yeah. I'm not going to say anything. And I think the thing is, too, in the, in the ego, it's like he knows that the authorities probably know. Oh, yeah, he, for sure. You know, and he's kind of like, you know how you get those guys that you try to offer him a deal to confess to something and they're just like, no, no I'm not going to talk. You can figure it out on your own. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know? you're, you're the, you're the law. You can figure this out. Why do you need my help? Yeah. Even though it would, you know, and who knows how many other, cause there's so many women that go missing. Who knows how many yeah. around that time, if there was any more missing women were connected to him and he'll yeah. never say. And that, and that's the thing too, is, um, they'll find connections to cases that are decades old and they're yep. like oh yeah well this guy also did this this and this we just found out so it's it's really hard to pinpoint a uh, like a victim count on any of these yeah. types of cases yeah and that's... it's it's sad some are lost they're just lost to time yeah they're you know i i would like to you know hopefully in a few years maybe things will come out and maybe he'll suddenly you know have people find god in jail and maybe he'll right, right. want to confess. We could all hope so, but unfortunately, I think he's 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 taken where Kimberly is to the grave. Yeah, he he sounds like a real dirtbag. Just even un completely unrelated to this particular case. Everything else you've told me about this guy, yeah, he's he's no good. He's not going to, he's going to do everything he can to hinder. Yeah. He's not going to give those, that family, their, their, their closure. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, well, how about we look into what you've got going on? What's, uh, what case are you bringing us today? Okay. So, um, today... I'll be covering the case of 18-year-old uh, Vanessa Honey Malone. She lived in Stone Mountain with her mother, Flora, and she was described as a sweetheart who could also have a smart mouth, so she sounds like my kind of girl. Yeah, well. Um, she was friendly with all those she met, and her sister said that she could be naive about people. So while I was looking through oh, this no. case, uh, just reading through her family's comments... I can imagine she was a beautiful young lady with a big heart, and to this day, her family maintains a Facebook page for her, and as always, links will be in the show notes. Nice. Um, during my research, uh, <coughs> excuse me, which I got, uh, you're good. Um, I got some information from uh, NBC News, True Case Files blog, uh, AJC.com, and Medium.com. Again, in the show notes. Um, so looking through those, I did discover that an arrest was made in April of 2020. So oh, wow. I'm, yeah, I'm going to cover that, uh, a little bit later when I get to the theories. Okay, good. Yeah. So, uh, we're going to go back to October 23rd, 2012 and Honey's mother picked her up from work and she said that Honey was tired when they arrived home, but then quickly decided she wanted to go out. They don't know who she was going to meet, and according to sources, 
Honey walked over to the neighboring apartment complex. So that night, Flores stated she thought she heard fireworks at the complex, and Honey's sister said that her mother would, like, as mothers do, call mm-hmm. and check in to make sure they were all right. But that night, Honey didn't answer. Oh, no. Yeah. So we see a lot in cases for this. Um, it's not always a cause for alarm. After all, who hasn't had a phone battery die? Yeah. Or accidentally left her phone on silent? <clears throat> uh, yeah. Sometimes we just ignore calls for various reasons. Yeah. You're having too much fun um, and you forget. Yeah. E- exactly. Um, so when emergency vehicles began to arrive, though, Flora tried again, and when there was no answer again, that's when the panic set in. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, around 11.30, Cassandra, who is Honey's sister, said that her mom called her and was hysterical, saying that Honey had been shot. Oh, Prior my gosh. to the call, Honey's ex-boyfriend, who is a man named DeKevin, and his friend Chris had delivered the news to Flora. So wow. Heartbreaking. Um, at, yeah. At 2.15 a.m., Vanessa Honey Malone was identified as the victim. Jeez. Wow. Yeah, and this one is, like, really weird. So, the investigation... DeKalb detectives conducted the investigations and interviews. Um, According to the two friends who rented the apartment where Honey was killed, they'd been victims of a home invasion. Allegedly... Three to six men broke into the apartment, tied everyone up, and forced them into the bathroom. So what police believe is that she walked into the robbery in progress and was shot when she tried to run away. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. It was then believed that she was brought to a bedroom and forced into a closet where she was shot again. So Honey's friends said they heard the gunshot and scream and that they had also heard the robbers leave after waiting a few moments they untied one another. Uh, and despite the investigation, Honey's family doesn't believe that this was a botched robbery. Jeez. So looking at several articles, um, only Honey's cell phone was stolen, and then it was ditched by the suspects a short distance away. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. And what her family believes is that she was lured to the apartment, and their reasoning is due to the fact that Honey was tired when she came home. Sorry, excuse me. When she came home, and then suddenly she changed her mind and wanted to go out. Huh. Yeah, yeah someone so, pursued her. Pursued her. Yeah. At the time, the what? What was I saying? At the time, the NBC article. Yeah, I can't talk today. Uh, was written. Um. The case was still open, and I think they are still looking for more, from what it sounds like. There was well, that's information good. given. Yeah. There, there was information given regarding a gun that had been sent to the Georgia Bureau of Investigation for testing, but results hadn't come back yet. Oh, darn. Yeah, so there's plenty of theories, but the most prevalent one I've seen popping up time and time again on Reddit was that most people, not just Honey's family... Um, seem to believe, or seem to not believe that it was a robbery gone wrong. The yeah. main reason is not only that they didn't steal anything but a cell phone and Honey's life, mm-hmm. but 
but that the couple that lived in the apartment had only been tied up. Hmm. Yeah, so some say that while the story is suspicious, they don't believe the couple was involved in the robbery. And then, like I said, since the suspect has been arrested, I'm going to kind of leave the theories at that. Yeah. Um, I did a double check before we did this episode a couple weeks ago. Um, I still haven't seen anything new. I'm thinking we'll most likely start to get answers from the arrested parties. Party, there's only one still. Or from others believed to be involved in the crime. The suspect that was arrested is 34-year-old Donald Ash. So this is a quote from True Case Files. On April 3rd, 2020, police arrested 34-year-old Donald Ash at his mother's home in Stone Ridge. He was charged with second-degree murder, making false statements and concealing facts. Police have revealed very little information about what led to his arrest. However, they have stated that they believe multiple people were involved in Honey's murder and they expect to make more arrests in the future. This case is currently unfolding and more updates will be provided as they come. Like I said, I personally have not been able to find more. I'm, I have it on my alerts, so I do yeah. keep looking. But as far as I know from what I've seen is they still only have this one guy. Um, and they could be holding any more information to their chest, especially since it's ongoing. So they might not be releasing, exactly. they might know more suspects, but they might not be willing to give that information out quite yet. Exactly. And, you know, who knows what he's told them. Yeah. If and, he's told them anything. Well, and he's, it, well, what you said, you know, he's made false statements and concealing facts. He could be trying to protect someone else as well. And exactly. he could be perhaps even taking the fall for another person, you know, yeah. heaven forbid what she was, you know, if she was involved in something, if honey, you know, perhaps got herself in a bad situation, you know, it's just with an open case. Well, and even with cold cases, you never know. Right. And exactly. It's sad because it seems like, yeah, she, she was lured into that apartment and yeah, the only that the couple was tied up and no one else. I don't know. It just, but, and then also they're not believed to be involved. So yeah. what else happened? And it's even said three to six. Yeah. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Ro robbers. Yeah, persons. yeah, there was, um, in, in, yeah. And they've got one arrest, so were there more people? Or yeah. was that just the story that was given and that's not true? Yeah, what's... Not, I'm not 100% sure because yeah, there's not really much to go on here. Yeah, and, you know, hopefully, unlike the case that I just did, hopefully he'll talk. Hopefully. Or... Yeah something they'll find something yeah. that connects him to whoever else was involved if he's not going to talk hopefully there's something that'll connect him yeah and you know maybe we'll yeah. just you you'll just have to keep your ears on on it and maybe we'll have an update episode yeah i do every episode we do i set a google alert so when something yeah. new pops up it'll it tells me because 
that that was my biggest thing when I was growing up watching Unsolved Mysteries and it's all and it was never solved. And it's like, no, we gotta solve this. We've gotta get this solved. Right. Especially these cold Uh, ones. Yeah. Um, So, uh, if you or anyone you know might have further information, you can contact Crime Stoppers Atlanta or the DeKalb County Police. And then, like I said, in the show notes. So, um, unfortunately, that was a bit of a shorter case because there was an arrest and really not a lot of information on it. I, I was going around the internet in circles and it was really hard to find even just what I had. Yeah. But you know, it's, yeah, when it's ongoing, it's, there's not going to be much, but you know, at least you've gotten the word out and maybe someone somewhere knows something. Like we always say, if you know something, talk. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a good thing to tell people any information. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. If you have it, I mean, but then there's always that fear too. Are they going to retaliate against me if I say something? That is true. Yeah. Someone, someone going to come out for me, you know? Yeah. But I think that about wraps it up for today. Be sure to follow us on AC cold case talk on Twitter and Instagram. And I think the same on Facebook, I think. Yes, I I think so. You know, if, if, if it's not that, you can still get to us because I have the links on Exactly. On um on like Instagram and Twitter. I yeah. did make a link tree so you can find all our social media Perfect. under there and you can find us wherever you like to do your social media stuff. Exactly. And of course, you know, if anyone wants us to cover anything, they can always send us a message. Definitely. Um I am always looking for new cases to cover or not even new, like old cases to cover. You know, um, there, there are a lot out there and there's some that I know I haven't even heard of. Yeah. And I prefer to look at the ones that are a little unknown, a little, you know, people might not ever hear about them. So, yeah. So I guess until next time. We still haven't come up with a A good catchphrase. Good catchphrase. (laughs) So, you know, see you next time. (laughs) 